It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld. Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here on CannabisRadio.com, iHeartRadio, and many other wonderful platforms spreading the good word about cannabis, about health and healing, about better living. And it's another wonderful day. I'm excited to have you listening to this episode of Concierge for Better Living. You know, I just came back. We're wrapping up the year here. Holidays, everyone's talking about. There's so much to talk about. Cannabis legalization is buzzing, and the farm bill is about to be passed and signed in. So much positive movement, and it's exciting. Everyone should be excited. I'm hearing stock deals and you know, new innovations, and it's just what I love. This is an exciting time to be part of this uh, revitalization of this plant in our society. But, you know, you're always going to have those obstacles and challenges. So, you know, whenever I say people, you see this two steps forward, there may be one step back, but that's in anything, you got to keep on moving forward. Um, that happens when you talk about your health, when you're on a diet, fitness plan. And I even say in this cannabis industry, we see this happening all the time. We see ourselves having momentum and then something changes or something comes up. I just wanted to comment, you know, I just came back from a a holistic, functional, anti-aging medical conference, one I've been going to for about 10 years. It was in Las Vegas. And I'll tell you that I've even spoken in the past, you know, at this conference about hemp and cannabidiol and other topics of that. And we've watched the number of sponsors or exhibitors, the booths about hemp and cannabis go from one or two up to over 10 or 12. And I walked into the conference this year and guess what? None. Not officially, that is. And that's because the owner of the hotel, Sheldon Adelson, decided he's against cannabis and he banned all hemp and CBD companies from exhibiting at this trade show. And I just think it's a little bit of a laugh that here is something that's legal in the state of Nevada for adult use and medical purposes. We're talking about mostly these companies are hemp derived, which is even uh, you know less troublesome, I guess you would say, than having some you know, let's say full medical marijuana, you know, exhibitors. And yet you still have these antiquated old school trying to hold on to the past, uh, you know, white men, billionaires, whatever it is, fighting the, the, the populace, fighting the way that everyone knows that this is a safe plant, that this is coming of age again, that we're going to have to accept it. And here he's holding on to his last, his last moment of, of no, I can't do it. Like a child with a temper tantrum. But you know, we hope that maybe they'll move the conference to another hotel and it'll hit them where it hurts in his wallet. But more importantly, you know, there are other trade shows I've attended even the last few weeks that half the booths were hemp and CBD. And that's also an issue for me that it's becoming too widespread and everyone's trying to launch a CBD product. You know, there's so much information out there. And one of the things we talk about is education. And so I'm excited to introduce today's guest. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about educating patients about cannabis and CBD, about the medical community and how they're responding. Uh, it's my pleasure today to introduce our guest, Dr. Mary Clifton, MD, from New York City. Thanks, Dr. Mary, for joining us today on the show. Great to have you on. 
<laughs> Thanks for having me. What a great introduction and just a, and, and really interesting information because I just went to the Javits Center in New York City a few months ago and and saw a million different CBD uh, purveyors and really a lot of them just mostly differentiating themselves on uh, on packaging, you know, not not really a lot of innovation or anything, but just a lot of people trying to figure out the market and, and getting in. And I guess the more the merrier will uh, we'll see see what products rise to the surface as being some of the best in the market. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely being that I'm, I'm co-founder of a branding and marketing agency at New York, uh, Beyond Brands, yeah, we know that branding and package design and and other things like that are going to differentiate and, and, and have cream rise to the top. But yeah, we, you know, me being a product developer, a formulator, you know, in the dietary supplement world for over 15 years, I also know that the quality of the products, the quality of the manufacturing, the, the, the compliance, you know, the te- lab testing, and of course, some innovation innovation and delivery systems and, and added ingredients are all going to shape this out. Yes. You know, I, I mean, I've just seen so many ups and downs. I saw one group send me, and I probably mentioned this before, a business plan, and I told them they have a problem because their three to five year projections have them making selling the same bottle of CBD tincture today at the same price three to four years from now. And that's not going to be that's not going to happen. There's going to be, with all this competition, with all this different supply chain, the pricing is going to dramatically shift and most likely go down significantly over the next several years. And if a business plan doesn't consider that in their business model, they're going to have trouble covering their, their expenses in the last in the next couple of years, paying back their debt. And so these are things that they have to consider that this is a global commodity. And uh, while many people are turning on to it, um, there's still a lot of misinformation out there. I just want to mention, I know you do a lot of education as well. As well. There was a talk at this conference, on a whole series on the cannabis uh, category. And, um, you know, this is something that, you know, I'm listening to these lectures. And a lot of it's good information. I'm not saying it's bad. But mm-hmm. there's a, definitely a few mistakes and a few misnomers. And one of them is that I, I want to make mention because it irks me pretty badly is that these doctors are saying that, there are all these compounds in the plant, all these phytocannabinoids in the plant, but they say that the acids, such as CBDA, THCA, et cetera, um, are, the, are not active. That the only way that these cannabinoids are active are when they're heated and, and decarboxylated and processed to that level. And I disagree wholeheartedly that something like THCA, a compound, a phytocannabinoid found in this plant naturally, we have numerous uh, studies and numerous um, suggestions of how this can work therapeutically, actively in the body, affect physiology, and yet doctors are still saying it's not active, and that's so inappropriate or inaccurate. But I just want to make that a clear point that the acids are very active in the way they affect your body. They may not be, uh, you know, decarboxylated. But I, think, but I think it does lead to, a, that's, that's a very interesting point. It does lead to a discussion around the uh, distillation process. It's, it's important, I, I think, when you're looking at all of the different opportunities to identify a plant that's been properly raised, if that matters to you, if it's, it's organic or inorganic 
or if the, uh, you know, if the, uh, if the, if the farmer handled the workers properly, all of those things, but also, uh, you know, the distillation process can sometimes leave chemical residues or change, uh, change things structurally if things are overheated. So it's important to know that you've got to uh, know that you're buying a product from somebody that you can trust who's really doing uh, who's really doing good work within the industry. Oh, for sure. And that's something that we've worked on. They talk a lot about people still are naysayers to the dietary supplement industry. Oh, it's not FDA approved. I'm like, but there are significant standards and certified good manufacturing processes and things of that nature that have mm-hmm. come into this industry over the last decade, thanks to in part to Shea, which is, you know, part of the Dietary Supplement Health Enforcement Act that that mandates certain criteria of quality production. Even they just had um, this past weekend in the Bay Area, the Emerald Cup, which is meant to be the Mm -hmm. cleanest, organic, highest quality, non-pesticide driven uh, cannabis growing. Um, And yet, I'm not sure about this year's findings, I'll wait to hear, but last year's findings had many of these companies, these, these cultivations, still showing up with pesticides and other toxin chemicals and fertilizers and they're trying to flush them out at the very end. So, you know, we, ha- we do have a learning curve. This is a very young industry still, but it's very important to keep educating and keep expanding our knowledge base about this plant. Um, it's so, a very young industry, but then there's a lot of people with a lot of experience too, you know, so people are bringing a high level of expertise. I'm impressed. And I, and, and, you know, I, I think if you can find somebody you trust, you can get good products. There was a study in JAMA, albeit a couple of years ago in the journal of the American Medical Association that looked at 80, 80 plus uh, bottles of CBD and found that the concentration in the bottles vary, you know, in 20% of the cases is less than what is written on the packaging. So, uh, so, so there, there is value in knowing who you're getting it from and getting it from somebody that you trust and getting a good product. Of course. I mean, and I've been the national educators of several large nutraceutical brands, and I've always say I work with them, not for them. That if I don't mm-hmm. believe in the product, if I haven't gone in their facility, if I haven't vetted them out from, to my own standards, I'm not going to endorse or speak about them or even support them because that's, that's something that patients and, and consumers alike come to myself, to you, other experts in the field, and, and, and ask for our opinion based on our, our research and our understanding. And, and it's, I take that very seriously. I know you do as well. It sounds like that's an important category here. Um, it, it's so, so what else? You know, let's talk a little bit about you know, what you do on a day-to-day basis. What got mm-hmm. you into the cannabis industry in general? Well, I, I, I love innovation and disruption in the medical industry, and I always love giving uh, patients the uh, capacity to, to take control of their health and, and uh, run their own show. So much of what we do in medicine is done to a patient rather than empowering a patient to take care of themselves. So cannabis fit really well into that desire for me to make sure that patients, uh, patients were in control. And, uh, and, and then I, I was thinking about about it and then I experienced unfortunately a couple of losses very close to me my my older brother died of colon cancer and uh, right on the heels of that a, a good girlfriend died of ovarian cancer but the two deaths were just uh, polar opposite in terms of the way that they the way that they felt if you will but also just in the level of control that 
each each individual felt and the level of calmness and uh, and and the whole process moved completely differently with and without cannabis. And it made me wonder, of course, as an internist, I've been in the practice for 22 years, I've seen a lot of death uh, in hospices or in uh, hospitals and managed a lot of that. But but it's I started to wonder if there was more to uh, the management of pain and nausea and things. And not only that, but a spiritual component. One thing I really love about cannabis is that it gives a uh, management of all of these actual medical symptoms in, 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 in my, uh, my website does, you know, very digestible videos to help people know the research for themselves. But one thing I love about it is that it crosses over all of these boundaries. It's not only medicinal, it has a spiritual component and it has a recreational component too. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing plan. You know, I call it, you know, a queen of, of the plant kingdom um, really has, I think a really softening, you know, really opening energy to it. It's really great. Um, let's take a quick break. I love where you're going with this. I want to continue with that, uh, that conversation. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back with Dr. Mary Clifton, uh, continuing more conversation about the power of the plant and the benefits of healing can with cannabis. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here on Cannabis Radio. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo returns back to downtown Miami August 2nd and 3rd at the Hyatt Regency. Learn more on sponsorship and expo floor opportunities at usccexpo.com. Don't miss out on another jam-packed weekend of education, speed networking, powerful keynotes, a bustling expo hall, plus our can't-miss networking mega yacht event. Join us in Miami August 2nd and 3rd for the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Don't miss the boat. Log on to usccexpo.com and learn more today. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com. All right, and we are back. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living, here with my guest today, Dr. Mary Clifton. We're talking about cannabis, and, and again, thank you for sharing you know, before the break how it, you know, some of your 
your personal connections were affected with illness and then how cannabis related. I, I went through the same yeah. thing. You know, my mom passed away. My, I lost a bunch of grandparents mm-hmm. recently and I, and I used cannabis selectively and therapeutically, you know, each had their own comfort zone, each had their own specific conditions. But I found that across the board, when used, you know, intelligently, not just to get them wasted, you know, that whole idea, but to really use it therapeutically for different aspects of their healing or their, 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 their condition. It was amazing. My mom fought me and then she succumbed to listening to the, her son, the doctor, who's a cannabis expert, who uh-huh. forced out the most premium organic from California, you know, like everything that I, you know, I did all the best of the best I could find. And when <laughs> she finally started to use it, she, she found relief and, and, and in a lot of ways people this is another thing I want to discuss it leads right into it is the term psychoactive I mentioned how the acids I believe are very powerful and, and, and active um, but psychoactive is a term that somehow with the drug war and somehow with THC is automatically considered a negative term psychoactive is denoted as a negative effect or side effect and I keep going back to let's break this down and say no it's just stimulating and causing you know the brain to work to move coffee can be psychoactive and other things can be psychoactive it's what people are need, need to work on in their languages uh disorientating or euphoric to a place of uncomfortable nature or something of that nature, but psychoactive is not because I'll tell you my mom for example was very miserable in pain depressed and five milligrams of what most people kind of knock as being psychoactive and they say that a negative term gave her relief, gave her yeah. comfort, gave her peace, gave her joy in, fi- in a small dose gave her of something of a plant of that nature, gave her at least an hour or two of just comfort again. And you can see the energy shift. And for me, if that's something that want to call people want to call a negative side effect, uh, a negative result of using THC, goodness no like you have to see that firsthand to understand what that really means that you yeah. free it could be a blessing and a positive side effect oh i think you're absolutely right and i and i think you know especially with some of the studies i mean i've read extensively surrounding parkinson's and tremor and uh and ticks you know uh uh children that suffer with various uh uh um, tourette syndromes or similar syndromes in all of those uh cases there's some very interesting data but i would have to say in reading those studies, I can't really tell if it helps the tremor, but repeatedly patients with tremor, they also have some nightmare issues or movements during their sleep that are difficult to control and those get nice resolution according to the bed partners. And, uh, and, and patients sleep better and they feel better. And so I, I don't know what the cannabis is doing, particularly in that crowd. Uh, but it's uh, but it's it's having some uh, it's ha- it's having some value that is not necessarily directly related to its medicinal effects. So I think a psychoactive effect, uh, if it if it's the CBD prominent and promoting a lot of sedation and relaxation, or if there's a little THC in there to give it an entourage effect and help you to feel energized and and uh, and, uh, and uh, creative, you know, those are uh, those are not things to necessarily avoid. I agree. No, they're definitely not. And that's why I said even with the CBD dominant strains these days or people using more of a CBD, I, I think that's wonderful. We always, for the last 20, 30 years, have been amping up the THC percentage in these plants in order to get a, a, a what's called a higher high. But, you know, we've I feel like we have to see um, that, 
we have, you know, when I talk about THC and CBD, I kind of often use the gas and brake analogy that the THC <laughs> seems to be the gas pedal and the CBD often acts similar to a brake. And, you know, we see that, that most people today need a little help pressing the brake. They need to slow down, they need a little bit of help with their stresses, they need to calm the nervous system down. We're all too amped up, we're all too stimulated. And I think that that's why the, the current trend and buzz around CBD has been so significant. I, I feel that over time, that'll start to balance out and we'll start to see a more appreciation for more one-to-ones or some more THC and some other or the other compounds that aren't even being discussed today in, 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 in the mainstream, although that is being looked upon and researched under, you know, in, in, in the institutions and the research bodies. Uh, that, that's something that I think is going to come more and more. You know, I, I've watched, I don't know if you've seen it, depending on your practice and the, and the, mm-hmm. and the demographics of it, but I'm seeing a lot more younger people, even the ones that are in their late teens that think, okay, now I can use cannabis 18 or over, you know, dabbing and using high, high concentrate THC products regularly. And I'm starting to see sympathetic disturbances and issues with their adrenal responses and things that, you know, they're not seeing now, but constant use becomes abuse and I and I, I hate to be that guy who I'm a big cannabis ad, advocate but they're always as a doctor we have to be responsible to the the balance and to the uh, anything can be abused in, in you know in excess or in, in that sense so I'm just always put this out there for listeners uh, to other doctors to keep an eye on that with young people especially um, really just hitting that THC concentrates way too hard and way too frequently and not understanding that all things in nature come with a balance, that yin-yang, that black and white, that good and evil, that, you know, and gas. There is, and, and there is some short-term memory loss that people do experience, uh, short, short-term memory loss with, uh, with high repeated consumption that can be alleviated, you know, in four to six weeks with stopping the drug. So I think especially for a young person who's, you know, really working hard uh, in, in, in some other way, you know, it, I think it can probably derail you in college or at, at a very busy work environment. So, you know, it, it, young people, though, I mean, the studies will, 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 will show that most young people are using uh, not for medicinal purposes, but more for the psychoactive effect to try to open their brain in a different way. And it's just a matter of trying to handle this drug uh, as safely as possible. For us middle-aged people, you know, the sleep is a really important thing and the CBD works great for us. And then as you get a little older, you know, having the entourage effect for lots of chronic diseases, using a, a, a combination, a good ratio of different cannabidiols, very nice. Yeah, no, I think that's a great explanation. You know, I think that, um, you know, like anything, they, they all, we are attracted to that which we can't have. Um, you know, the human nature, that initially everyone's going after the strongest dosing, the highest high, you know, the recreational aspect of it. And I actually use adult use versus recreational to describe the laws often because as an adult, you're, you're, you can make the choice whether you're using it therapeutically or in a more recreational manner. Um, I have adults that want to have access to the plant uh, and, and to the products you know legally but aren't doing it just for recreational purposes they just don't feel they need to be going through the whole uh, medical system and and having all these system, uh, symptoms and all these diagnoses when they know that just by incorporating a little bit of cannabis in the evenings uh, that they they will help themselves and feel better so there's a little bit of self-prescribing there and we're gonna have to kind of learn how to manage that as well but again the safety on this is is 
pretty significant, and um, we, we, we can only see that going forward. But again, we're seeing trends already of people using less dosing. You know, they're going after those that were first starting high, high dosing. Now the trend, especially like you said, middle age is you know more moderate to low dosing to alleviate some basic conditions, not get you whacked out. And I think that's a big trend we're going to see more and more of in the middle age and elder population. And a lot of the little old people really are not looking to get high at all. They're not right. looking that THC and that's where the CBD uh, oils as the workhorse of the plant or 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 you know using a whole bud that's a low THC product is uh, is the way to go yeah it's definitely going to be a, an interesting shift when I went to New York recently and walked into a hemp store down in the village and they had hemp flowers that they were smoking and I, I, you know, it, it's it's a second we have to think about what's going on here. This is not, this is a, you know, I, I, I grew up, you know, about two hours north of Manhattan where Woodstock happened. So the whole movement of cannabis and, and, and rolling a, a joint or a doobie isn't a foreign thing, but to go into a store in New York City and seeing cannabis flowers, even though they're, you know, low to no THC, high CBD, it's still, it's, 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 a, it's an interesting time to be active right now in this industry. Yeah, it's kind of shocking to see the things that were so significantly prohibited. I went to an after party after the Javits Center event and same thing out on the patio. The patio was just bursting with people and everybody was having a blast. And 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 I think at one point I counted a dozen <laughs> doobies getting passed around. And here I am in New York City. I was like, none of this is legal, by the way. <laughs> Not yet, <laughs> but uh, no. Cuomo is on the path to wakening up New York and getting rid of the black market to a degree or mostly it's about the criminal reform but we're, we're going to take a quick more, one more break I want to get into some of the things you're working on specifically right now I know you've written some books definitely some cookbooks I know you're an advocate for the proper use of cannabis and cannabidiol with pets too so don't go anywhere we're going to continue this amazing conversation with Dr. Mary Clifton after this break this is Doc Rob your concierge for better living on CannabisRadio.com don't go anywhere we'll be right back the Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. 
Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the second annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 2nd and 3rd at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for another can't-miss event sponsored by the radio and podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Learn more at usccexpo.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com. And we are back to wrap up this great conversation, this new additional episode of the concierge for better living with today's guest, Dr. Mary Clifton, MD. You know, I love the website, by the way, so I want to just jump right into that. I know you've got a lot of stuff going on. You do a lot of education. You do telemedicine, which I'm a big fan of uh, when, when, when reasonable and functional is to let people reach you virtually when necessary. Um, I love telemedicine, too. Again, another innovative product that is, uh, that it, that's available, uh, you know, immediately and helps people circumvent hours and hours of delay and frustration. Especially those that can't travel that easily, elderly, Ill, pain people. I mean, it's it's definitely a resource. I think I, I, I admire, and it's growing more as we are in a digital age and a virtual age. So, again, your website, drmaryjanemd.com. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, I just want to say those that know, it's easy to remember, easy to find. So, those that are listening, check that out. We're gonna have links when we post this show up. Um, live to people can click on and learn more about Dr. Mary's pro, uh, products that she recommends and trainings that she offers and videos that are educational and a lot of other cool things. But I, I did want, I did want to mention you know, just to jump in real quick. I love the fact that you got something there for pets, for dogs and things of that nature, because that's the family. I think people always forget them. I'm a big dog lover, pet lover. I have a lot of people call me regularly asking me about CBD for their pets. Is it safe? Yeah they do and um, I think that's just a great thing that you've included that we have a great cookbook there's a lot of CBD for dogs available but we uh, but my dog is very old and uh, and has been anxious his whole life and his teeth are terrible so I actually just did a complete extraction on him and I didn't have any CBD products for dogs that I could use they were all hard hard uh, products hard little cookies so within the uh, the book that we have and that's uh, free we can make that available to your audience I'd be happy to share that with your audience that'd be great Um, that there's a that there's some soft uh, tools in there too for older dogs or if your, your dog just prefers a soft treat and that certainly helps with anxiety and separation anxiety for these little guys and I do uh, New York uh, um, medical marijuana certifications at Dr. Mary Jane Dr. Mary Jane MD.com. my videos that uh, that offer uh, the data on uh, marijuana and its uh, and its safety and efficacy all kind what to do if you get too high how it works in tremor how it works in multiple sclerosis shot a, I've shot a hundred videos so far and and if you uh, sign up they'll just keep coming into your email as we publish them but those are available at CBD and cannabis info.com and thanks for letting me share that with your audience uh, and then and then we'll have uh, something exciting and free for your audience uh, uh, when when we get uh, live 
Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. That's what we're here for. This whole show, my whole purpose is education, providing resources to the audiences of all different ages and backgrounds. And, you know, again, I welcome people. uh, Reach out to me as always through social media. Ask those questions. You know, Doc Rob at Twitter and Doc Rob's on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me, D-O-C-R-O-B. I'm sure Dr. Mary has a lot of resources that way as well. We'll make sure those are all linked up when we post the show so you guys can stay in touch. It's really, uh, you know, a great thing to help people in this regard and i know you're doing a uh your your service your job on that and you know um, people just don't know the research and and i mean if you don't know and it's not been fda approved you're kind of out here in no man's land feeling insecure and really a lot of the research unfortunately because of the prohibition here in the united states most of the research that has been done has been done to sort of support the fact that marijuana is dangerous and unsafe and should be avoided it hasn't really been an unbiased research community for the last 30 years. So we're really relying on new research, smaller studies, and also a lot of international work. There's a lot of work coming out of Italy because uh, they have a, a national product and they've been tracking with surveys and monitoring usage. So we have a lot of great data from them. And we also have a lot of good data uh, developed from the uh, synthetic products that are used in the, for the multiple sclerosis community here in the States. So we We've got driving information based on people who have had MS and have been driving on this product for years. We've got a a lot of information on safety and efficacy on the website, and we'll continue to add to it. And if you get there and you're like, you know what, I really wanted to know about it in my particular condition and I don't see it here, then just message me. I have have the research in place, and I'm going to continue to shoot these videos until everybody's needs are met and everybody knows how to handle these products. I love it. Yeah, we got to keep informing everyone. I mean, I had on recently another company out of Canada called Strain Print. They're doing some great data assessing and using an app to let people and patients know what's working for them. I think that personalized care and knowing Mm -hmm. the right strains is going to become more and more popular as this industry continues to expand. And um, no, I think it's really important that we understand that good quality products, there is a difference there. I appreciate what you said earlier about, you know, a lot of these CBD products. I deal with this all day long. I have companies coming to me talking about helping the market and sell their CBD products and they're mislabeled and they don't even know their source material and they don't know there's so many issues still alive I, I don't I don't really personally this is my take I'm not a huge fan of whether it's FDA approved or otherwise yeah. um, I think that yeah. I found more and more FDA approved drugs kill people and <laughs> I'm also not a big fan of synthetics of anything of that nature nature gave it to us better than us we can copy it or synthesize I agree. it the whole, butt, the whole butt is better it's unfortunate that we just don't have great data here but that's okay as long as we can rely on international data and we're building data all the time yeah. but yeah I, I, I think it's I think the more we try to figure out which cannabidiol is doing what and you try to take the strain out it's like trying to tell somebody that if you take vitamin k you know you'll have stronger bones and and there's never been a study that's shown that it's always shown that foods high in vitamin k when they're when they're in a healthy diet with exercise have stronger bones you know we're, we're always trying to find one little thing to try to pull apart so we can market it to you and make more money as a as a medical community so i love the resistance that you're that you're talking about here that whole bud is, uh, is, is a superior way to deliver this medicine. 
Yeah, we have to look at it. That's kind of where my research is going and, and some of the compounds I'm studying and my project that we're setting up in New York and other places. You know, there's things that I see are needed going forward. Uh, a lot of people are wearing their blinders right now on the hot money makers, but I think that there's, that's going to you know change in the next few months to years and people need to understand what this plant can really do in a much wider, more holistic scale. And there's so much of this plant and other plants too. I don't want to say limit this. This is hopefully, I call this a gateway herb. Hopefully it opens up the, the population to understanding and appreciating that more of plants are, are available to us and very powerful and very beneficial. And they can do as much, if not better than some of the synthetics or pharmaceuticals. I know the oh, pharmaceutical true. industry has paid attention to this matter. They're, they're paying attention. They just made a big deal with Tilray and a couple others, and they're all getting into the cannabis game right now, big time. But um, they've been stealing <laughs> certain compounds from the plant for many, from the plant kingdom for many years. And, um, I want everyone, the listeners, doctors alike, to understand that the plants are the future. We have to go back to trusting them and using them with food as our medicine, for sure. It's a sacred plant, just like many other sacred plants, and uh, and and we have a we have a lot of opportunities to grow, uh, not only recreational and recreationally and spiritually, but also medicinally with all of these uh, with all of these products. And there's and there's uh, thankfully a few people that are that still have the knowledge and. Can can uh, help us to learn how to use them properly and uh, and and uh, and apply them uh, in the ways that make the most sense. It is interesting that there's so many variabilities just from plant to plant, indica versus sativa, different cannabinoid concentrations in different plants. That I I don't think there's any reason to reach out to a synthetic. Uh, product, you know, you can use a whole bud product and get multiple different choices without any processing at all. Exactly. I think it's great. We're going to see a, we're going to learn a lot more. And I just want to make a, a final note. I saw you had a book on, you know, you're making, you know, putting infusing into smoothies and other foods, yes. cooking re- and recipes. I'm a chef as well as a doctor. So huh? I love the idea of cooking and using food as medicine. I just want to throw out there as, you know, we enter the holidays and, you know, I've seen this happening is when you're doing your holiday parties, people, please label those infused products for those <laughs> that are not aware that they are infused or do not have an interest in infused products and when you're going to consume some edibles or infused products over the holiday season please take it slow please allow it to hit you uh, and and work in your body before you take more we want to keep this responsible a safe a happy and healthy holiday season we want to keep the press away from any opportunities to throw shade or negativity on this plant just based on irresponsible behaviors or ignorant behaviors. So please, I'm just just a a plea to the lasses out there, uh, sending it out there. Enjoy your holidays. Enjoy the new year. Um, there's a lot that's more going to happen. That's such great advice, Rob. That's such great <laughs> advice because those edibles will really catch up with you in 60 to 90 minutes later. And yeah. then all of a sudden you've overconsumed and things are. And the only other thing I would add with that is to please be careful around the kiddos because it looks like a brownie to them. So, oh, yes. you know, the admin, if you if you're creating a really uh, luscious edible uh, and there, then just make sure that it goes uh, in a high spot where the little kiddos can't get to it. 
Exactly. And our final note is because I know you're a big fan of CBD cannabidiol, that if you happen to take a product that's too high in THC or you feel too imbalanced or disoriented or you feel overwhelmed by the THC um, effects, you can take a CBD product and it should help in a near, in a, within a short period of time, help to mitigate some of that THC effect by fighting and competing for those receptors. So please keep that in mind. Keep a CBD tincture available if you need to. Um, listen, this is a out a learning curve for us all. We're all going to learn a lot more over the next many months to years about cannabis and how we can incorporate this into our health, our well-being, our society, our lifestyles. Thank you, Dr. Mary, for contributing your efforts, for educating, for the videos, and for coming on the show today. Really appreciate oh. that. So again, thank you, Dr. Mary Clifton, for being on the show today. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living on CanvasRadio.com, iHeartRadio, and many other platforms, wishing you all the best in health and happiness. opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.